Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And we're delighted to have you with us. Yeah. Yay, and the sun is shining. It's a beautiful fall-esque day. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went from, I don't know, feeling like October to now this actually feels like a September day. Yeah. It's good. Sunny. I'm okay with this. 50s. Beautiful. Yeah. Good for the spirit. I'm willing to forgive Autumn for arriving early (laughs) in the theme of today's text. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just, I... I'm still quite anxious about the leaves because yeah. we've got a wedding coming up in four weeks and they better be popping and looking good and not we'll get there. gone completely. They're not going to be gone completely. Okay. That, I needed there's to no hear way. That. There's no way. Thank you. That's um, the assurance that I I mean, we've gone, we've gone snow that weekend before. No. And no, Bite but I mean, but like, <laughs> but the, but with beautiful colors and the mm-hmm. trees and it actually, it's spectacular because we almost, you never see the white with the bright red and yellow and orange. Like it was amazing. I'm not interested. So, that's okay. All right. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Okay. All right. Well, I want sunshine and sixties and beautiful fall colors. That's what I would like on Friday the thirteenth of October. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, put in that request and um, see what God offers slash Mother Earth. We and, will. Uh, we will pray without ceasing. <laughs> All right. You will. <laughs> I'll throw a prayer up there and now and then. As, throw it out. As the pastor marrying us, you are also <laughs> I'm obligated, obligated to pray, to without, pray ceasing. without ceasing. Oh man. All right. I I'll, think I'll it's do my written best. in your contract. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but beautiful day here today. And yep. so we're, we, it's interesting. We went from, um, with texts, we went from navigating Genesis and the start of Exodus, like total narrative, mm-hmm. um, to Matthew. And the, what's kind of funny is we're now actually, in, we're staying in the same chapter as last week and we're yeah. actually kind of continuing this narrative in some mm-hmm. ways. Um, this, this story, um, that Jesus is sharing and some parables. And so it's, it's a teaching moment. It's a teaching moment. And mm-hmm. it's kind of neat. So in some ways, what we're hearing is what we're realizing and getting to witness through these stories is that we got to see through the lens of people's lives in Genesis, Exodus. And now we're hearing through parables about what can things look like? What should things look like? How do we understand life? Kind of casting um, a vision for what things could be. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a reminder of a reminder of who we are in the midst of it too. I think mm-hmm. right. Um, so, mm-hmm. which is helpful because I think like I really enjoyed the down to earthness. Yeah, um, me too. You know, there are times where I'm like, oh, another parable. Yeah. Um, because you know, but at the same time, I think that Jesus speaks in parables in part because he's trying to break into break through our crazy and our mm-hmm. not listening or our practical. Um, always seeking and is trying to yeah. to make us hear in new ways. Yeah, and there's nothing like a story to catch your attention, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think th- this is kind of neat for us to get to to do this um, for a little bit here. Mm-hmm. These two cha- this this chunk in chapter 18. Yes. So um, I'm going to read it. Uh, this is chapter 18, uh, verse 21 through 35. So this is the last in Matthew. In Matthew. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, Matthew 18, uh, 21 through 35. So this is the last section of this chapter. Then Peter and C- Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how many, sh- how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold 
together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. And then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. And then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. And when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their lord all that had taken place. And then his lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger his lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. On. Yeah. Oh, this passage. You know, pretty straightforward for a parable, to be honest. You know, some parables you're like, who's who and what's happening here? Right. But this one is like, it's pretty straightforward. God forgives you. You're supposed to forgive others. It is. But let's let's unpack this a little bit because it starts off with Peter trying to understand this, right? Like, uh-huh. okay, so Peter, yay, disciples trying Peter, to get it. Peter, the rock, you know. The rock. So Peter's like seven times. Do I do I forgive seven times? Is that like enough? Is that enough? Is and, that good enough? It seems, like, it seems like a pretty good amount of times to forgive like, somebody. I'm kind of tired of forgiving somebody. And yeah. Jesus is like, nope, 77. Or, you know. Infinity. 70 times seven or depending how you hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, Which is... Which is interesting because it, essentially Jesus's response is, "You just have to keep forgiving. Like it's not about how many just, times. Just it's... keep forgiving. Just keep forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> forgive, forgive, forgive. And forgive. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then we get this story. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting is like a talent. So it's thinking about the money piece of this. Yeah. Right. That's what I was gonna say. It's interesting that like. It's all centered around like debts and monetary forgiveness, right. you know, but but the talents. But I think that this is actually it's helpful monetarily because I think it's actually it's really it puts it into perspective. Mm-hmm. So like a talent, one talent. So how many talents is this? It's 10,000, right? That's a lot. It's a lot of talents. One talent is worth 15 years of wages. Oh, Okay. So this is like a zillion dollars. So we've got like the how many times should you forgive about infinity? How much money is this about infinity? Right. Right. Yeah. A, a You're probably going to be like, tortured to infinity because you can't. In other in other that. words, in other words, the initial thought he owes this much. There's no way he can repay this. Right. There he, is no he owes something way. That, yeah. It's impossible. He owes an amount that could never. Yeah. Could never be repaid. Is the yeah, the moral is the moral. I mean, is that is what that it. message is? Is it like this can't be repaid? Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's disregard, you know, the the illustrations of slavery and things like that, because I think that, like, I, I mean, yeah, they're problematic. But at the same time, it's a story to put put people who are listening at the time into the place of understanding, right? And mm-hmm. to remember too that this is not allegory. This is not specifically describing God exactly. This is right. This mm-hmm. is this is a parable to teach us about God. It is not yeah. to a piece of a what piece God of God. Is God. Like. So it uses mm-hmm. human story. Um, so, which is important. Um, so then, so we have this, you owe a zillion denarii. bucks and a hundred denarii, which is essentially 20 bucks. Oh, okay. And so he's like, yeah. I'm not going to forgive you. You owe me 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Whereas his master just forgave him Everything. an absurd debt that he mm-hmm. could never pay, repay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So there's then there's the overarching other theme of when you have been forgiven so much, how can you be so stingy and to not forgive a little? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially it's that question in some ways of what and, and I think this is a powerful thing to wrestle with. I think there are multiple layers here, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's um it's when you've been forgiven, how why can't you forgive? Yeah. Right? Something so small compared to what is so big. Right. But mm-hmm. it's also it's the question of what what does forgiveness look like and what does it mean, mm-hmm. right? That because I kind of think about this that forgiveness in many ways in this story is illustrative of saying there there is nothing um that you could do that would resolve any debt that you owe for God to God. Mm-hmm. Any brokenness you cannot you cannot make amends you for. You can't pay it back. You can't pay it back. Mm-hmm. Um, forgiveness is entirely an act of God's love and grace, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. then that asks the question then of if forgiveness is entirely a go- an act of God's love and grace, what does that mean to us in how we then engage mercy and justice and forgiveness? Mm-hmm. And what does that look like in the sense of of how we, how we respond to others? See, yeah. to, to me, that's kind of what this leans into in an interesting way. Yes. And then to me, it's complicated because it's like, if you can't forgive other people, does God like renege on forgiving you? I, I don't think that's the problematic piece of it. I don't think that's actually the story. No. Because in some ways, the, I mean, it does kind of say until he would pay his entire debt, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so he'd have to pay back, but it's essentially saying, I mean, I, I view this as as parable and as metaphor and saying you're torturing yourself. Yeah, but also um I mean this is this goes back to to sin and how we've defined sin, right? Mm-hmm. Um and even that uh, Lewis Smead's quote that I used about like um releasing the prisoner and finding out that the prisoner is you. <laughs> forgiveness, right? Yeah. Is that is that we're bound is that is that forgiveness frees us from being held hostage by what somebody else has done or what we have by sin. Or by a brokenness, right? Yeah, so the torture is kind of metaphorical within it's, yourself. And so in some ways, this is that he's still bound. Mm-hmm. He's no longer free. Yeah. Right, and that it's it's not just, it's not really about money mm-hmm. as much as it's about you had freedom and you chose not to accept it mm-hmm. because essentially what you, the, the only real way that we can accept that freedom and that forgiveness yeah. Is if we grant it to others as well. Yeah. Right. And I like what the community like. I like, too, that it's kind of it's a throwback to from last week as well, where it's like if the person doesn't l- listen to you, the community will come. Yeah. You know, it's for interesting. You too. Right. So yeah. Because it's not just that slave. Right. Right. It's right. the others who see it. Right. And I think that's the how it's, you know, it's like the throwing the rock in the pond, the ripples out. Right. If Absolutely. you are unwilling to forgive, people will see your character and they won't want to be in relationship with you either, right? So it, right. that sin isn't something that just is like between you and that other person. It's now like rippling out where the whole group of people don't want anything to do with you because they're the ones who bring him to the king. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a really, that's an interesting connection. And it's also a realization that, um, that it's really, in, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to frame this. Like it's it's interesting to me because in some ways it's it's acknowledging like that sin and that that, that sin is that space in relationship, right? Mm-hmm. As you were saying, mm-hmm. 
and that what continues to to perpetuate that is a realization that a disregard for that for that relationship right yeah and so in some ways um yeah rather than looking at the at the pro- at the problem and forgive yeah i don't know it's i i guess i'm thinking that this is through the lens of like mm-hmm. of like uh i don't know i've been thinking about couples therapy a lot and it's really interesting but like thinking about like with working with couples like your your client is not a couple mm-hmm. it's the relationship like it's not one person and the other person it's what what happens between the two of them yeah and like in some ways this is in matthew mm-hmm. is jesus saying God sees what happens between the two of you mm-hmm. and God is always going to grant you forgiveness. Don't carry this on yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's always, it's more, there's more than just yourself. There's this in between. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if you don't address this, then in reality, are you actually, have you healed yourself? Yeah. And is the, and does it take a community to also then say, to point back and say, have you not realized there's a relationship beyond like, like yeah. you might think I, I fixed myself. So now we're okay. Right. Like yes. in a relationship and, and the reality is like, well, no, because no, there's, this is, you haven't fixed the relationship. You haven't fixed the relationship. And, here's and the I thing. think that's where I'm trying, where yes. I was trying to go. Okay. So yeah. tell me if this is what you're thinking. Yeah. Cause this is what I'm thinking. So if we think about sin, sin is the broken relationship part of it. Yeah. So really the sin isn't the debts themselves. It's, the brokenness that the debts create and your lack of forgiveness is also the perpetuation of the sin because it is the continuation of the brokenness. Right. And in this story that would have meant, for example, right. The ripple effects of like selling his family into slavery Mm -hmm. um, of having to try to pay back something of essentially, I mean, you think about today, like debtors, I mean, not literally, but debtors prison, but I mean, yeah. but essentially of failing to pay, failing mm-hmm. to meet financial obligations. Um, and how do we, what happens? Yeah. Bankruptcy, right? Like mm-hmm. losses of self. How do you ever rebuild mm-hmm. pieces of this? And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, to me, it's interesting. I'm just, I'm kind of stuck on the sin thing. You know, what's, yeah. if you were to be like, read this passage and tell me what's the sin, we might want to say it's the debts. Mm. But it's it's bigger than that. Not the deaths. Well, it's it's what built to that, mm-hmm. and it's the fact that the debts, the sin is what happens next too, right? Mm-hmm. Or could be, mm-hmm. right? That the sin perpet is perpetuated. Yeah. In the selling of in the, right? I mean, and that's actually probably the failure of the, the the servant slave, right? Who then doesn't forgive the other one. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that he basically yeah. he says, yes, he says he doesn't realize that, like, mm-hmm. the ripple effects of all of this. Mm-hmm. He's actually sinning against the other person by not being able to forgive them. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also not seeing that as sin and not seeing that yeah. the cost of that is creates more brokenness. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yep. That's kind of what I was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is. It's interesting because then let's turn that to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And think about where are the places where we have either forgiven or we feel like we've resolved something, but in reality it either still festers or there are other pieces of it that continue to um, engage in brokenness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like that, you know, I mean, 
reference this in so I'll probably reference it again, uh, maybe even Sunday. But like, is like thinking about like, you know, what keeps us awake at night? Well, often it's those mm-hmm. broken pieces, and how do we fix? Yeah, fix either something somebody has done to us, or we've done to somebody else, or how we navigate these other parts of 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 sin. And it's not, you know, most of us aren't actually up all night worrying about the state of the world and like floods in Libya and all that. It's the little no. things that actually are the ones that. <laughs> Yeah, that nag at us and keep us awake. Yeah, Yeah. and like I think about that, I'm just kind of like, this passage makes so much sense because it's basically Mm -hmm. saying you all do this. Yep. Right. Like you get tortured. Right. So to me, it's really switching around the what does that torture look like? And I think you know, you know, we don't need God to name us as wicked. We name ourselves that. Um, Yeah. You know. And we're the ones who feel the anger at ourselves and we continue into the self-torture after we have been failing and or healing. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that that starts with the reality of can we accept forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Right. This isn't the starting point is not us forgiving somebody else. Yeah. The starting point is accepting God's forgiveness. Mm hmm which is something that we do not deserve, we cannot earn, and there is no way of of seeking and receiving on our own without God's grace, right? Yeah. So do you think that's the real problem in this story, that when he goes out, he doesn't forgive himself? Yeah. He doesn't right. recognize what has happened to him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't see that as... Um, I would almost say resurrection, right? As in like a gift of new life. I mean, imagine a zillion dollar debt being forgiven, right? Like what does that free you up to do? And he doesn't see that he's been freed at all. No. All he does is turn around and say, you're bound Mm -hmm. to me in your debt Mm -hmm. because he doesn't see that he has actually been released. Yeah, recognizing that no one is bound to anyone else. At least, I mean... In, the in a sense certain of way, debts. right? Like in the sense mm-hmm. of debt. Mm-hmm. And, and that a gift is a gift. It's not a something that you ask for back. Right? Yeah. And so, and this is in a the speci- sense of forgiveness. In the sense of forgiveness. Yeah. And this is especially, I think this is really powerful and also really hard because I think most of us, and in some ways we've preached on this already, um, but like is that it's, in some ways it's a lot easier to think about forgiving somebody else mm-hmm. than it is to actually think about how do I accept real forgiveness mm-hmm. from yeah. God in a way that can be transformative or healing mm-hmm. or allow me to re- be really free of those things that I am carrying or that weigh upon me? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that those things that, you know, I think about, you know, God's like, I forgot about those a long time ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. why We're, are you still thinking about this? Right. right? Like, and I'm the type of person I hold on to my mistakes for a long, 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 long time. Oh, I think so, that, yeah, mo- many of us do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm guilty of that. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. And, you know, uh, when does, when does, you know, us, what's the difference between a sin and a mistake and an accident and a hurting somebody and all that kind of stuff, you know? Right. Well, and I think that as long as, I mean, in many ways, it's it's the question of what do we need forgiveness from, right? Mm-hmm. And and for us, I mean, and we've talked about this, that we define sin as a breaking, a breaking of a relationship with God, right? Something that gets in the way of that. Yeah. And I would say that 
that all of those do that, mm-hmm. that like sin from that perspective is, is big. Mm-hmm. It's not just debt, right? It's not just, um, you know, doing something wrong in the sense of some moral or ethical code or rules. It's, it's, it's the, what it leads it's, to. It's what it leads to, which is separation from God and or separation from relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when we think about it that way, um, most of, we need forgiveness for most of the broken pieces in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And which means that we need God's forgiveness you know, I mean, I think about this. I mean, so my son turns two today. Um, woo! Shout out, oh, Tao. Happy birthday, Tao! Um, yeah. But like, but also like, um, I need forgiveness because I'm I'm not a perfect parent. Mm-hmm. Like, I try my my darndest to do well, mm-hmm. but you know, he's also a two year old. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. he's crazy <laughs> and wonderful and delightful, but it's also it's it's hard. Yeah, and I also think very frustrating. And, and like, and I feel like every one of us in every aspect of our lives, whether it with colleagues, with coworkers, with family, with friends, mm-hmm. we need forgiveness. But and what um, what I think is really beautiful about this is the person that asked Jesus about this is his buddy Peter. Mm-hmm. And Peter's like, Jesus, I've been meaning to ask you, how many times do I have to forgive? Which might be like P- Peter's like. Dang it! Do I have to forgive Jesus about this? Right? Like, I mean, you got to wonder what is on his mind. And like he's then he's mad at Jesus. For he's mad something. at Jesus. Like, he's like, do I have to forgive you for that? And Jesus is like, you have to forgive every time. And then Jesus tells him this story, which is a basically reminds him that forgiveness is enormous, but it sets you free. But the way that you see that it has set you free is in how you treat others. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yes, you yep. need that freedom, but the way that you see that freedom is what it does to you. Mm-hmm. Is it allows you to actually grant mercy to somebody. It allows you mm-hmm. to to extend what God has given to you to yes. somebody else, right? Yeah, and I think like, that's the bigger picture, right? It's kind of the cliche, like, they'll know us kind of. You're known as a Christian by, by the, the works, our love, right? Yeah, by our, yeah, by our right? Love, by our love. But, yeah. but it's true, right? You know, it's It like, is, it is. Somebody yeah. notices why you behave a certain way or believe a certain thing. You're like, well, you know, does it, it comes back to that Christianity idea, right? The powerfulness yeah. of seeing yourself as a freed and forgiven person and being able to give that to other people. Like, that's a very powerful way to work in the world. And it's not a common way to be in the world. It's not at all. Mm-hmm. And I think and that's the thing, you know, I mean, if you think about it, like, this is this is so counterintuitive. Like, we're like, oh well, this is a parable, so blah blah blah. But like, can you imagine a business person forgiving a billion dollar debt? No. Right. Why would they? Because it doesn't benefit. And themselves. this is maybe even more than that. So like, mm-hmm. it's so radical in mm-hmm. the face of how we understand how the world works. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to offer that to somebody else is yeah is enormous. And what kind of. Re- relationships that transpire when you don't owe anyone anything right mm, like mm-hmm. i th- i think about that like i think about my own kind of like family dynamic and yeah. it being kind of very much based off of like we give each other things freely without expecting things in return yeah and how that's not how all family systems kind of work right no not at all right and just the some kind people of, feel like they have to yeah return yes. what has been given yep. to them somehow that it's mm-hmm. it's an exchange yeah but just the freedom of that in the way that you live right yeah the the allowing unconditionality to exist and mm-hmm. 
and to be fair, that is not always easy, right? No. I mean, like, mm-hmm. and I think that that's part of the, what is also being acknowledged here is, and I think that's that's the beauty of Jesus telling Peter this story mm-hmm. is Peter's like, oh, I have to forgive that many times, and Jesus is like, Yep, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna just tell you that it's not, it's not even. As easy as you think it is, yeah. right? Like, like God has done something compared, so big, yeah, but like, it's, but it's nothing compared to what God has done. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's also not easy, buddy. Yeah. Like, because Peter, you're the guy who's been forgiven, who is not forgiving mm-hmm. the guy with the denarii, right? Like mm-hmm. in this story, like that's where my head would leave is like, yeah, that's Peter's, you, Peter. that's you, Peter. And Peter's like, oh, crud. Yeah. So if you're going to be the right? church, right, that this is built on, you got to step it up, Peter. <laughs> right. And you've also got to remember where grace begins, right? Mm-hmm. In your belovedness as a child of God and that mm-hmm. God has granted that forgiveness. And can you extend that to others? And what does that look like? Right? Yeah, yes, exactly. And that I think too, um, freed and forgiven, it doesn't mean that nothing is required of you. Amen. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Right? Like, absolutely. Like and it's also well, not forget. Yeah, yeah. That's true too. That yeah, there's a yeah. both. There's both to that. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing about like, for yeah, forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, especially thinking about that with the idea of like covenant, because um, we're in Bible study, we're, we're starting judges and oh, so much of it is like yeah. God always remembers the covenant. And, yep. But if you want to live into the covenant, you got to remember that covenant too. Yeah. And follow along with it. And so if you, if you want to live into the forgiveness and grace of being a Christian, mm-hmm. then you have to first claim that for yourself. Yeah. And then live it out. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. But you need to know what that looks like first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what it feels like. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's really powerful thinking about too, thinking about the end of the passage from last week. Right. Mm -hmm. Thinking about that comment about that. Like you together, the two of you together, but also that, 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 you know, that kind of little, how Matthew worked that in the Gentile or the tax collector, that essentially (laughs) that the grace is there, even if, you're walking away from this. Mm-hmm. That God's grace is bigger than that. Yeah. And that in some ways, Peter is still stuck in the pettiness of forgiveness of how many times do I have to do this? It's not about the and how God, many times. And God basically, Jesus says, it's not about the ton number of times. Mm-hmm. It's about that this has been granted and is always granted. Can you live into that and give it to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Can you live into that extravagant grace? Grace, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, Peter... You it's going to be, be amazing. You won't be tortured. Also, you won't be asking these these ridiculous questions about seven or seventy seven or mm-hmm. right. Like, how many times do I have to do this? It's um, you'll realize it's not what it's about, and it might mean that he is able to do so. Right? Because yeah. one of the things that we actually struggle with is is how do we understand Peter giving himself his own grace? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of this, I mean, at the end of yeah, end of the story, right? Well, not the end of the story, the end of the end of Jesus's mortal life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like how, how do we extend that to ourselves too? Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess one of the things I wonder is, I'm just thinking about liturgy on Sundays is how often do we, when we pray the prayer of confession and hear the words of absolution, Mm -hmm. do we actually let go of something that we've been carrying all week? Mm -hmm. Right. That's why I like so much the, like, you know, when we as pastors make the sign of the cross yeah. and the receiving of it is the, the, the congregation making the sign of the cross on themselves. Yeah. Too, right. It's, it's going back to what you were talking about at the beginning, the ability to receive something. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also would say that that it is about the two of it's, it's which is really interesting. This goes back to my relationship comment, too. It's about what is in between. Mm-hmm. It is that the forgiveness is what is shared between mm-hmm. that God is holding for us. Right. Yeah. That yeah. I'm not giving you forget God's forgiveness. No, I'm reminding you yeah. that God's forgiveness has always been there. Mm hmm. And it is yours and to receive, it, it, right? It'll come to the cross, right? It comes the mo- to the cross, absolutely. Comes to the moment of the cross, which is what Peter needs to hear, right? You know, when you he think about so him badly. betraying yeah, Jesus, absolutely, right? And so it's like this is not just setting us up for what we have experienced; it's what we're going to experience, and we're going to need, yeah. we're going to need this reminder of this forgiveness in the future. Absolutely, just as Peter will need it down yeah. the road in the story. The most, right? God most, gives us absolutely. what we need the most. So, yeah, absolutely, and mm-hmm. yeah, and so I guess I mean just thinking about wrapping up here for today. Um, we as Christians talk a lot about forgiveness, um, and I think it's yeah. it's a it's part of our vernacular. I mean, as Pastor Molly mentioned at the start of our t- our conversation, like this passage is very straightforward, <laughs> and in many ways, it really Forgive. is. It is, mm-hmm. but it's also it's very straightforward, and sometimes. I think we actually have the hardest times with the things that are the most straightforward. Yeah. Which is, in this case, is allowing ourselves to receive forgiveness in a way that can let us then forgive. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that reminding. So when we are called to the time of forgiveness or to conflict or anything, it's remember it's going back to that, what we have been given. Yeah. And remembering, too, that it is hard to work through it. It's not... You know, this is a parable. It leaves right. out the details. Yep. But Jesus has, you know, already talked about here's what we do in conflict resolution, right? <laughs> Reminding us that yeah. if yeah. if you can't hold yourself accountable, the community does help hold you accountable. Right. Right. Absolutely. That there are others around you. It's not just you. And so. it's also to remember that that forgiveness is not just one fell swoop of being like, all right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Most of us have to work through things. We have to process things. Yeah. And which means that it takes time for it to sink into us that this forgiveness really is working in our lives, mm-hmm. right? Which lets us forgive others. Yeah. Um and it's we've seen in our society radical acts of forgiveness that are profound, but we also many of us know people that harbor grudges and have never may have never forgiven something yeah. too. It's hard to let things go. It's hard. And mm-hmm. I I think that, you know, one of the things that I, I love about our liturgy um, is that we have to name that. We name that every every time we worship, mm-hmm. right? That we need to let go and that God is holding that for us and that God has already said that I don't hold that yeah. against you. The right? things that you've done, the things you've left undone. undone those, right? Yeah. Those Ooh, are, that that's not, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the things left undone. Oh my gosh. But like that it's, <sighs> yeah. but that it's like, it's, it's love mm-hmm. um, in that way and that we, we can live live into that. And so I think I, well, I really appreciate that we have that liturgical reminder. Yeah. And that's how it ends, right? That's yeah. how the passage ends. It comes from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. You forgive your brother or sister from your heart, meaning you need to, mm-hmm. which is, and the only way to do that is to receive it in your heart mm-hmm. from God. Yeah. To know it, to have it be embodied within you. Yeah. So, so may you go forth from this conversation and into whatever awaits you, um, with a heart that can receive forgiveness mm-hmm. and that can grant it and grant mercy to those who need it. Um, and may you continue to hear in the midst of the stresses of life and the th- minutia that keep you awake at night, may you continue to hear <laughs> that forgiveness and that grace. Um, and may you, like Peter, hear it in a way that, that will um, 
allow you to really receive it. Mm-hmm. So um, thanks for being with us today. Yeah. You've been listening to the Queen City Cre- Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. <laughs> I'm Pastor Molly. Be well, friends.